Hi everyone, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to my podcast, That's Life, I Swear. On February 2nd, 2023, the newly Republican-led House Congress got the ball rolling. Now, the way they got this started, they put out a proposition that called out in part, and hang on for this, a concentration of power that has time and time again collapsed into communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships has repeatedly led to famine and mass murders and the killing of over a hundred million people worldwide. Now this reads in part a congressional resolution brought forward by the Republican Party to condemn the horrors of socialism. Well okay, let's jump into this. In January of this year, Republican Kevin McCarthy officially won the Speaker of the House nomination after fifteen rounds of voting and a dramatic series of events on the House floor that almost ended with a fistfight. Only in Congress. After going through one round after another of voting, with no results, one Republican kept saying in between breaks, Hey, democracy is difficult. Really? Only a few days after the world viewed what many saw as a circus unfolding, and a very dysfunctional circus at that, the 118th Congress was sworn in, albeit with a very slim Republican majority. It was time to get going, start doing the people's work. Well, it didn't take long for the Republican-controlled Congress to get off to a flying start for the people. So here's where we are today with the United States Congress. Now, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of this episode, the Republican-led House put forth a resolution condemning socialism, which absolutely stirred up a chaos of criticism and mockery online as the GOP used its new House majority to forge ahead with its new agenda. Republican Representative Maria Salazar of Florida, who sponsored the resolution, said on the House floor, and I quote, It is a lie that socialism will solve your problems, economic or social. We cannot let this evil ideology take hold in this country. We are in the United States, the stronghold of freedom. That is why we must pass this resolution. Nice spin. Frightening, but nice. Now, the 435-word resolution sounds like a flyer dropped off at your front door from those whose brains are polluted with idiotic conspiracy theories, horror, evildoers, death camps, and more, which has now become the norm for the Republican Party. Everything that comes out from the Republicans today, in spoken word or text, against programs designed to provide basic necessities or relief, are immediately labeled as horrific, communist-driven, mass murders will result, and the list goes on. Just read the resolution, which you'll find on my website, under show notes, for this episode. I'll let you draw your own conclusion, but for me, it read like a Stephen King novel. So why do Republicans view democratic socialism as similar to Soviet communism? Let me explain. For years, Republicans have depicted democratic socialism as being similar to Soviet communism. While the two political ideologies have some similarities, 
such as a central control over the economy, there are also significant differences between them. Republicans argue that the democratic socialist agenda, which calls for a more equitable distribution of wealth and resources, will erode individual freedoms and increase government control over citizens' lives. Those who are labeled as democratic socialists, such as Bernie Sanders of Vermont, or Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, argue that they support a democratic form of government where the people have a say in the policies that affect their lives. The Soviet system is authoritarian, with no regard for individual rights and freedoms. Now, there's an argument to be made that the Soviet system is not truly socialist as it's dominated by a single party and doesn't allow for political competition. Now, while both systems are centered on government control and redistribution of wealth, the similarities end there. However, this has not stopped Republicans from linking the two together in their criticism of democratic socialism. At its core, democratic socialism is an economic system that seeks to balance the market economy with government intervention to provide essential services and ensure social welfare. Now, proponents of this ideology believe that the government should play a more active role in providing basic necessities, such as health care, education, and housing for its citizens. This, they argue, will help to reduce the inequality and improve the standard of living for all Americans. On the other hand, Republicans review democratic socialism as a threat to the American way of life. Now, they argue that this ideology will lead to a massive increase in government spending, which would result in a corresponding increase in taxes and government debt. Now, additionally, they believe that a more intrusive government would stifle individual freedoms and erode the principles of capitalism that have driven American economic success for centuries. Funny. Now, where was all this concern about a threat to America when Trump's cronies stormed the Capitol? on January 6th. Well, that's another episode. Now, this might come as a surprise to the Republicans, but America has many democratic socialist policies. Everywhere you look, you can see socialist programs in all facets of American life today. Now, check out this short list. Social Security, Medicare, Farm Subsidies, the COVID-19 Economic Relief, which was signed by Donald Trump. Shh. National Parks. Minimum Wage. The New Deal. The Federal Housing Administration. Our Military. And the list goes on. Now, I see all these programs, and I am still not seeing U.S. citizens calling themselves comrades as they walk down the streets wearing their red berets today. Now, critics argue that the GOP's characterization of democratic socialism is misguided, and that they are confusing it with Soviet-style communism, in contrast to the centralized control and lack of individual freedoms under communist regimes. Democratic socialism is focused on creating a more equitable distribution of wealth and resources, not on eliminating individual freedoms. Now, there are other democratic socialist countries, such as Sweden, and they have proven that it is possible to balance government intervention with market forces to create a thriving economy with high levels of social welfare. Now, to be fair, Sweden has had some issues with its government programs, but it's been tweaked 
and reviewed, and is still working for the public today. In these countries, the government provides essential services, such as healthcare and education, while also allowing for private enterprise and individual freedom. Some Republicans have used the Venezuela democratic socialist style of government as a classic example of falling into a communist state. That's a fair story. Now, suffice it to say, it's a matter of how programs are structured and executed to help their citizens. If not planned correctly, sure, things will go wrong. But to do a comparison, take a look at Norway, which is far more socialist than Venezuela. Norway is a particularly good comparison point since oil and state-owned oil companies play similar roles in their economies. Now, the Norwegian public sector is a bigger employer, and the Norwegian government holds far more of the country's wealth. Now, if Venezuela is a socialist basket case as it is today, well, Norway is just the complete opposite. I provided a link in my script and podcast show notes that provides information regarding the difference with Norway and Venezuela. So I hope you take a look at it. For a very long time, Republicans have gone out of the way to label everything and anything from programs Democrats put on the table that would improve the lives of Americans as tainted with socialism, from climate control, public education, affordable health care, and social security. It's obvious from the Republicans' point of view that it cannot be anything but socialism. Almost every rebuttal from the Republican Party is based on fear. Trump taught them that. I see this resolution as nothing but political theater. To me, I think the goal here, or the real goal, is to divide and embarrass Democrats. You know, and isolate the handful of socialists in Congress by forcing the rest of the caucus to either condemn them or just publicly take their side. The Republicans only want to show the base that they're going to fight those guys. Now, Social Security was launched during the Great Depression and was characterized as socialist. Medicare was enacted in 1965 and sometimes attacked as socialism. I mean, <laughs> come on. These programs are more reasonably defined as social welfare, not socialism as typically defined. Now, when the dust settles, the United States has a mixed economy with capitalism and socialism. Republicans scheming political propaganda to create fear and confusion about American socialism only points to one conclusion. It's the Republican Party that are the weak ones. And for them, being sensible is hard to grasp. So I say to the Republicans, have fun sticking pins in your Social Security and Medicare voodoo dolls and reading your Trump conspiracy how to Storm the U.S. Capitol for Dummies Handbook. Oh, and don't forget Trump's digital flashcards. Now, what can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? As the country continues to grab up with these issues, it's clear that the debate over the role of government in American society will continue to intensify. It's a given. While Republicans will continue to warn of the dangers of democratic socialism and equate it with Soviet, communism. Democrats will push back, arguing that their agenda is focused on providing essential services and creating a more equitable society. Nothing more. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. 
For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website, which you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, for show notes, calling out key pieces of content mentioned, and the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.